episode 36 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute with Mary. If you have yet to search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook, what are you waiting for? This is like your little wake-up call. Please do connect with me. You want to know why? Because I just really have a lot of fun connecting with you guys in just that. We don't even have to talk makeup. Let's talk that you listen to this podcast. Search the hashtag Minute with Mary, and maybe along the way, you'll discover some new makeup. Isn't it weird how everyone goes to sleep at night? Like everyone in the whole planet. All these people, people I'll never know. Some are poor. Some are rich, some sleep in beds, some sleep on the floor. But at the end of the day, everyone sleeps. And I guess if you think about it hard, no. Got other stuff everyone's got too. Things that hurt them. Things that make them feel better. deja vu but that's just what I was thinking about Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I love the saying, everybody puts the pants on the same way. Yeah. Everybody puts their pants on the same exact way in this planet. Yes. And when you think about that, everyone, it, it all just brings everyone down to the same old level. Love that. Because, I, I, I know, I just... But you, you you deify people sometimes. You put them on this pedestal of like, oh my God, you know, or how can I ever be like X, Y, and Z. Man, they put their pants on the same way. They Everybody do. sleeps. Everybody they poops. <laughs> Gosh, you know, it's so true. Now, of course, you guys have been listening to us through these two seasons. And here we are at the penultimate for the second season. And this is a hard episode for Blake and I to have a story to tell. You know, neither of us had many of these kind of situations that Deja went through in this episode, this being a Deja-centric episode. Um, But one thing that kind of struck me was when that point comes in your life that you feel like you have to be on equal playing ground when it comes to adulting with your parent and how weird that must be. And that scene with Deja as she's making her mom's birthday dinner, you know, just kind of like cooking and taking care of her mom and, and planning and doing all these things. For a lot of you listeners, you probably had moments like that with your parents, whether they were when you were teenagers or adults. And for me, um, you know, I've I've been dealing with some things recently with with my father's health. Um, he had a stroke this past spring, and I had to have a serious conversation with him um, that no one else in the family was ready to have with him. They were all like, oh, get better, get better. You know, take care of yourself. Life is short. 
and he wasn't listening. And so I felt like I had to come in and lay a smack down, <laughs> but I'm his daughter. And so it was really weird to have to feel like, wow, I need to stand up and be the adult in this situation and lay out some cold, hard truths. Enough love's been shared. Enough love's been shared to cover the world with Mm -hmm. this family. But it came to that point where I felt like I had to stand up and I had to kind of take the reins. And when you have that moment in your life, whether your parent lets you down or if just your parent isn't able to adult as easily as you can at that time, it feels really weird. All right, darling, break down this episode's details for me. This one was entitled This Big, Amazing, Beautiful Life, which is obviously a reference back to the line Randall said to Deja in the episode Deja Vu, but also works, I think, as a thematic string for the entire play of these, all of these characters Mm -hmm. that we've been watching throughout the whole series. Mm -hmm. And we see that exemplified in in all of the different flashes that the the show has utilized. The director was Rebecca Asher. Uh, This is her first directorial effort for This Is Us. She's actually directed some of her highlights are Arrested Development, Blackish, uh, Grandfathered. Again, I know I o- o- use this show often, but all these same people worked on this show, Grandfathered, one with John Stamos. Uh-huh. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was actually just rescued by Netflix, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh, good old Netflix. For, I think, it, I think, for, I think it's final season. Um, but she has directed some pretty good television. And the writer was, oh, it's my girl, K. Oyegan. I finally figured out how to pronounce your last name. Kay, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I have butchered your last name for the number of past number of episodes, but I finally figured it out. It's Kay Oyegan. And she has written many of mm-hmm. my favorite episodes Agreed. of This Is Us. And I am all on the K train now. Choo choo. Choo choo. K. Choo choo K. I'm all the K train. <laughs> I call marriage the most disappointed man, and that'll be the day. Well, that being said, uh, I'm not going to be too surprised, I guess, to hear what your lemonade rating is for this show, uh, since it is a K show. I'm all about the five life yep. for K. Yep. I'm pretty much guaranteed from now on going <laughs> to give any K Oyegan episode a five from now on. I love it. I love she, it. She has really, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the writer. Uh, like usually, I always like uh, pay attention to the director and the writer, even the cinematographer. Like sometimes I'll even make Mary like rewind episodes of shows that we were watching. I, I did it for Westworld a I number know. of times. It bothered me so much. I know. I it's know. So fickle on the Apple TV to rewind. I know. Perfectly. And so, <laughs> but for some reason, I just didn't notice it. And when I got to the notes today that I made, I was like, "Oh my God, Kay wrote this one. No wonder why I liked it. You loved it. Uh, so I'm all about it. I'm all about the five life." Uh, because this, in my opinion, this episode was a culmination of an entire process, an entire storytelling process mm-hmm. for This Is Us that it's embarked on Correct. Uh, so far. All right. Uh, so how about you, my darling? What do you got? I got a five as well. I okay. mean, simple. It was an amazing episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, everything. Everything. So <laughs> there we go. Let's just dive into just the GBGs. The good, the bad, the great. So my good was actually right in the beginning, the different birth flashes. Mm. How we've been able to see all these babies be born, um, bringing these people into the Pearson family, into the world. It was just so wonderful to see the unique uh, faces and situations and places that they were giving birth. And um, gosh, even to see that William 
delivered Randall at home. Right. Like that was something we've never seen before. You're like, wow, when did that where did that come right? from? Right. <laughs> so that was a really a, a good a good part for me. Uh, my bad was the feeling of ugh, Deja having to get to the hospital by herself with this bleeding hand. I don't do well with blood, guys. So as soon as she did it, I was like, <laughs> as soon as she got the cutter, the the can cutters out, I was like, Blake, oh no, nope, nope, <laughs> I know, nope, I know where this is going. I've known way too many people to get cut, can openers. Okay, you just let me know when I can look. So the fact that not only did she get cut, but she had to go by herself, and then this all led to that domino effect that led to her being first taken from her mom, and we haven't yet touched upon it yet, mm-hmm. and maybe we won't. But I feel like this is us, so this is what they do. The guilt that is associated when it comes to the parents. So, like it, I'm I'm afraid Deja, of course, feels all this guilt. Had I not cut my hand and been to the hospital by myself, oh yeah, okay, my, I gotcha. No one would have alerted my mom. No one would have even known, and none of this would have started. Right. Uh, my great for this episode, oh gosh, it just goes back to Deja. How lovely and mature she is that she, as such a young child, because uh, she really is, she is still a child. She's about, to, she's blossoming into a young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that joy that we got to see her during her dance class and about to have her solo, and yet how mature she has to be for her mother, teaching her mother how to save. Um, this mm-hmm. is an extraordinary human being, and I'm really, I love her. So I, I love this character. She is deep and complex, and she is my great. Right. Uh, my good was that line, what would I do without you? Um, and remember how we've talked on this podcast a number of times about uh, book ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's happened many times on this episode, uh, on this uh, series. Yep. Uh, but also lines being used and repeated often. And each time that a line is used and repeated, you know, at any time um, a line is said, on a television show, it shouldn't just be a throwaway. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be, oh, okay, well, yeah, whatever. You know, like it, it, the real estate on television is it's worth its weight in gold. So when you repeat something this often, it it has to it has to make sense. And in this case, it does. It's absolutely fun- phenomenal. Not because it's the most uh, lyric line possible, mm-hmm. but it gives context to Ashana and Deja's life. I mean, at first it's meant as a loving response to a situation between a mother and daughter, but then it turns into a matter of fact. What would she do without Deja? Yeah. And Shauna simply can't let Deja live her life uh, as a kid, and she cannot live her life as an adult mm-hmm. without Deja. And instead of it being a mother-daughter relationship, it's now turned into a partnership, which is, I think, both good and bad. But then this line is repeated again, and then it turns into a burden of sorts for mm-hmm. both Shauna and Deja, preventing, again, Deja from actually being a kid. And it even turns into an existential crisis for Shauna. What will she mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. without Deja? How will she live her life? What happens after she leaves Deja in the hands of the Pearsons? What will she do without Deja? Mm-hmm. That and that is why it's important that that line is repeated often. It's not just because it's a cute little line. It's it's actually the through line for this yes. whole episode. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, the bad was Shauna's choice to leave Deja. I know she feels guilty, and it's probably the right choice. But man, that is some serious rough shot. Right I don't there. even know what this entails. Yeah. I mean, it just Oof. wow. And I mean, I, I think story wise, it works. I think. 
uh, it makes sense story-wise. It, it feels a little like we're rushing into it a little bit. Like all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that choice a mother makes mm-hmm. isn't spurred on because she saw her kid deal with other kids for five minutes. You know, uh, and I'm sure she has immense guilt. I'm sure, I'm sure it's something that she's been living with. Yeah. But I feel like we kind of rushed into that decision just a tad. Yeah. Uh, probably to make a point probably for next episode. Uh, but my great, my great, it's my girl. It's my girl, Kay. <laughs> oh, my we goodness. We bow down to Kay. Kay Oyegan. I got your name right. And you get it. You freaking get This Is Us. I mean, she took a story that is completely foreign to us from a character we've spent about five minutes with. And she gives us her whole backstory. And that's not the best part, in my opinion. Kay writes in specific scenes, uh, you know, specific moments that we all know, specific iconography that we all know from This Is Us, right? For example, when, uh, when Deja is um, reunited with her mother after her, the first uh, bout with um, the uh, Foster fostering. System? Yeah, okay. okay. Kay writes in the scene that we've already seen, we already know the emotion of Kate and Rebecca after Kate lost the baby. And Rebecca is holding out her arms mm-hmm. and Kate's there. We already know what that feels like, so yes. we understand what that yes. reuniting oh, the mother's feels hug. like. The right? mom hug. Oh, it's so good. Right. Or, for example, when we see the uh, the brooch uh, with uh, with with Deja and the grandmother, we don't understand the emotional weight that that brooch carries. But you know what we do understand? We understand the emotional weight that Jack's necklace carries with yep. Kevin. Yep. So to edit that in with this brooch, mm-hmm. it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, it's it it shows you how much all this stuff means to Deja, and we immediately know that emotional weight. It gets transfer. There's transference. Mm-hmm. There's transference from from the moments we know the iconography we know to Deja's life, and even though we haven't spent a lot of time with her. We get the context of what it means to her. And you don't really see this kind of writing on television mm-hmm. a lot. You just don't. Yeah. Um, the only show I remember doing this to this level was The Leftovers, uh, where they took specific scenes that you knew. You knew the iconography of, of, of those special moments in a show, mm-hmm. and it would play them back to you in a whole new context and you'd be like, oh, I get it. You know, like the the whole scene where, you know, uh, with the um, with the untitled love story at the end and and everything coming through with, with, Kev, uh, with Kevin's memories, you know, spoiler alert, you understood what all that meant. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the, that's what uh, This Is Us doing. That is why my girl Kay, my girl Kay, she's my great. <sighs> Right. Okay. <laughs> so this episode was an interesting choice for the penultimate. I'm just going to go there. When I first, when we far, first started this off, I was like, oh, are, are we, is there only one more episode after this? We're doing a Deja story right now? Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Getting to delve in deep into this character, into this woman, into this child, but growing into be a woman who um 
who's become such a uh, a cog in mm-hmm. the new Pearson family. Mm-hmm. I love that because of Deja, Randall is able to mirror so many qualities of Jack that we know and love. Sure. You know, even the fact two biological kids and one adopted fostered child coming in. Um, so where do you want to go with this episode? It really was very different. I mean, we, we've had these episodes though before where we've been able to delve deep with William, mm-hmm. where we've been able to delve deep in these other characters that were like, oh, okay. And and nonetheless, this is giving me hope that Deja is going to continue to be in the storyline in season three. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have wasted an episode. No, no, there's no way that she is not going to be a part of This Is Us season three. In, in fact, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if she is made if she's brought up to a series regular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she becomes, like you said, a staple in the new yeah. Pearson clan. And you know, you're right, my darling. I remember looking at it, being like, "Okay, we're going to get a Deja episode." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I mean, like it makes sense. And but again, they they didn't just tie it. To Deja, you know, like I said earlier, this big, amazing, beautiful life is is representative of Deja, but it's representative of every single character that we have spent time mm-hmm. with in this entire show. I mean, you could not have this episode the way that it was crafted in season one, Correct. or even I think in the earlier part of season two, because at the time. The show had emotional limits. I mean, we hadn't seen Jack's death. We hadn't seen the real purpose behind the necklace or Kate and Rebecca's embrace. We, uh, Kate losing the baby. We hadn't seen any of this. Oh, Kate, uh, my girl Kay expertly, <laughs> expertly cashes in on all of the emotional equity that the show has built up over the past two seasons. Yep. And then she takes Truly. all of it, she applies it to Deja, and she translated translates it all into an easily consumable visual tapestry. It, you're so right. It was the visual stuff between the multi scenes of the births to even right. everyone having read Goodnight Moon. Mm-hmm. And, like, and uh, all, all of the characters reading yeah, Goodnight Moon. Yeah. I mean, even even Boy Jack reading it to Boy Nikki. Right. I cannot wait to delve into that storyline in the future. My goodness. Just going to make us love Jack even more. It was really beautiful how how they were able to do that, to bring this this outsider, you know, give her this true backstory, to give us this really interesting dynamic with Shauna, mm-hmm. how like you love her, you hate her, you love her, you hate her, and yet you're like, God, I know people like her. I know people like her. And how amazing that her mom had her at 16. Right. Now, Lord knows what happened to her mom because right. she's not in the picture. I don't know if she's gone, if she's dead, who knows what, because right. her grandmother's raising her. Right. But for her to have her baby at 16, for her to feel so detached, and then for the grandmother to be taking care of Deja so much, mm-hmm. goodness gracious. Uh, and even, you know, you're right, too, on this. I mean, you are just full of it today, my darling. You just got all the good stuff going on. What do you on. mean? You, you got you got all the good stuff going on. You're, what you're saying is right. In that... You, you hated Shauna. Yep. But you you liked her till you felt bad for her. Once you heard the 16, the that's when the hate train stopped for me. Once we were in that delivery room with the grandmother saying, this is the same thing as your mom when she was 16. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold up. What would I have been acting like when I was 16? Now we all know. I was a goody two-shoes. Okay? <laughs> I was a good girl. Okay? No! 
I was in the marching band, and the only day I skipped school was to go look at colleges. Mm -hmm. But had I been having a baby at 16, I would have been feeling all sorts of confused. My mind would have been focused on the boy as well rather than the baby probably. Like I don't even know what would have been happening inside my mind. And because of this, Shauna says she doesn't get to go to college like the rest of her friends. She doesn't get to have that jump in the career circuit that her friends do. And she just stays in the same community, in the same economic level. And she often associates, sadly, with people who make really poor choices. I mean, that's the thing that she tells us when we meet her in prison, when she's talking to Randall. It wasn't even my fault. It wasn't even my gun. And we now know it really wasn't. Right. That she actually was arguing with this jabroni to get the gun out of here. And it was out of there. But here's the issue, that she kept falling prey to jabronis like that she kept that that's her big weakness i think in my opinion she wanted to get taken care of uh shauna did yeah she wanted to get taken care of she wanted to find the right guy to take care of her and it's not it's not a coincidence that they say you're all mad about the boy when she's given birth Mm -hmm. when she gave Mm -hmm. birth and she doesn't want to hug deja and then it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden this guy she meets at rehab who seems like a decent dude all of a sudden goes back to drinking, being with his buddies and putting guns in her car. It's not a coincidence. Her problem is that she wanted to be taken care of and she looked for it in all of the wrong places. She looked for it in her daughter. She looked for it in other men. She looked for it in guys that probably should not have been in her life. Correct. And again, it's not that they're vilifying Shauna. No, they're not. They're, no. they're making her empathetic, uh, sympathetic almost. And and that's the real thing. The guy, the one person that they vilify in this entire run here is is the, is the foster dad that Deja eventually runs into. Correct. Right? And and that's the right choice because you, if you make Shauna all bad or make Shauna not care about her daughter or make it look like she's a victim of circumstance, then. Then, then you don't wh- feel the conflict yeah, that like, Deja feels. Yeah, where's that? What the hell? Why am I even? Why do I care that Deja cares about this? Because lady? Deja, we know, is smart. We know that Deja is street smart. Uh, right. m- you know, mentally smart. She's emotionally smart, and she loves and cares for her mom. She knows that her mom isn't the the smartest bulb, sure. the brightest bulb. Okay, yep. she's not. She's not the smartest person. Deja's able to help fill in that puzzle piece that misses in her mom's life because Deja is bright. Right. So. When we have to sit there and believe in Deja, mm-hmm. like we all, we all know Deja is an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. For us to believe that Deja loves her mom and believes in her mom and trusts in her mom, we do. We have to almost make Shauna seem um, simple-minded right, and uh, one-way track-minded. I mean, we, we all know those people that, God love them, their lives are... They're just a mess. Are, no, they're <laughs> all about who they're with. Yes. They're all about who they're dating or who they uh, are not dating or who they wish they were dating, Mm -hmm. whether or not they have a family of their own or not. Mm -hmm. That is what they want to talk about. That is what they cry about. That is it. That is their sun and moon. And you sit there and you want to say, honey doll, there is (laughs) so much more in this world. And you look at people like Shauna and you might be sitting there saying, I know somebody who has an amazing full life, you know? She Yes, she's a single mom and life is hard, but you have this amazing, brilliant, bright, wonderful daughter, and yet she's too focused on, on finding right. another dude. And but and, and that's all okay, and it's all okay, and I think Shauna is an acceptable character, one that you can sympathize with or yes. empathize. 
um, because of Deja's love. I, I, I remember saying this a lot in Outlander cast, for the, our podcast for Outlander, saying, listen, for, for those of you who are Outlander fans, you know what I'm about to say. If Claire loves Frank, and if Frank is worthy of Claire, then he's worthy of us. There's, there's a difference. A lot of Outlander fans do not like this character named Frank, who is married to Claire. They're like, they're, they just, they don't like him. But Claire loves him. And if she's worthy, if you love Claire and you understand Claire and you, she's the main character, if he is worthy of her, then he is worthy of us. And the same way I feel about Shauna. If Shauna is worthy enough for Deja, mm-hmm. then Shauna is worthy enough mm-hmm. for us as yes. as viewers. Do you yes. know what I mean? Nope, completely. And it is sad when you see Deja get taken away, um, even the first time. When she goes in, I think it was, I think the guy's name was Mr. Miller. I think that was the name. When she meets this other um, foster kid, uh, Raven, I think was her name. Who, by the way, the girl who played Raven was phenomenal. But think of think of their life when she's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna hit me anyway, so I might as well just do and have fun with it. Have fun before while I'm at it." Uh, and she's like, "When the guy says I'm gonna put you out the window," and she opens it up, and he, she's like, "Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what are you, what are you gonna do?" It just shows you that when Deja finally gets into a home after all of the beds that she slept in, she finally does consider what Raven told her. When you find a bed that you feel safe in, just stay in that bed, right? Mm -hmm. Just stay there. And then having all of these things mixed in, like when Deja was saying, "Uh oh, you know, people, they, People sleep. Some people sleep in beds. Some people sleep on floors and floors, and then have it cut to Rebecca with with little Kevin on the floor. Uh, you know, in the, the number one episode. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, you're killing me, girl. Right, killing me. <laughs> you know, just bouncing again on the maturity level of Deja when she asks her mom, like, you know, on her birthday, I'm planning on making you a dinner. When are you going to be home? Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay, seven, seven, or ten, seven. <laughs> that right there. This young woman, this young girl <laughs> has the knowledge that not only does her mom, like, not come home, but she doesn't come home often three hours late. And she was out too busy celebrating. Drinking. Not just with, celebrating, with drinking. Yeah, with dudes, you know, like, and she smells of booze when she gets into the into This being the, the same woman who, like, left her daughter oh. to go on a date when the daughter was, what, a toddler? Three. She was I three. I can't. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I can't. Oh, my goodness. But once again, that means she was 19. So, right. She's 19. I get it. And again, this is this is the 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 complexity of the Shauna character. You you hate her, but you kind of like it, and you feel for it. You understand her, and that's why it makes sense to include this, and why it makes sense to have this Deja episode. Because not only does it take everything that you need to know about Deja, and finally, literally, take you up to the point of when mm-hmm. she gets mm-hmm. into the Pearson's arms, and then and then afterwards. Yeah. But now it sets you up going forward now that her mother is like yeah you, you know what just take deja just take her i yeah. can't I, I don't know what i'm doing without her but just take her i can't I'm so like, i'm so conflicted and yet that is why i love this episode this episode truly made huge leaps i mean this is us really is like oh that's a boundary we're gonna we, we're, we're gonna, gonna go there it. we're I gonna know. go we're actually gonna go over we're gonna crush it all right my darling 
Darling, final thoughts for this episode. Just loved this episode. I loved it too. Me too. I'm I'm dying, dying for the finale. Bring it. I'm ready I for know. it. I know. That's why we're like rushing. We're like, we need to press play right. on the finale. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have I a, do. I oh, do. You do. I have a hot you take. Ha- you have a hot take. Yes. We will see Deja dance again. <laughs> Ah, hopefully with that fabulous choreographer. But even without the choreographer, because we all know that if Deja's going to be hanging out with Pearson, she's going to some fancy school. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's not going to go see the fabulous guy. Oh, I want Deja to work it. (laughs) How about you? Perhaps she will one day. I hope so. Um, My hot take of the week is that I do not see this working out for Deja. Look at the opposites of us. I'm like, Deja's gonna become like the captain (laughs) of the dance squad. But I think that, you know, her mom just left her and just gave her up. Oh, I'm not saying tomorrow. Uh, Well, I'm just saying that I don't see this working out. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, I don't, like, I I think that she's gonna be a character for season three. I think she's gonna provide a lot of of narrative juice for season three, if you will. But I just don't see her mother gave her up like clothing at Salvation Army. She just, okay, here you go. Dropped her off on the curb and said, I'm out. And I, all I kept thinking of after all of this was said and done. And after the episode, I, all I kept thinking of was Luke Skywalker. Ooh, tell me more. This is not going to go the way you think. <laughs> That, <laughs> that Luke Skywalker. That Luke Skywalker. Oh my god! Oh my god! That Luke Skywalker is me. <laughs> is me when I'm talking to my three year old and she's doing something really dangerous and bad, and I'm like, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" <laughs> you know? Oh my god! <laughs> this is not going to go as you think. You are not going to magically fly like the fairies you saw on television. You are going to plummet to your death. Stop jumping. <laughs> We've already gone to the hospital too many gosh darn times. We've got concussions. I spent we all got... my minute with Mary money on ER bills. <laughs> this is not going to go as you think. Popped elbows. <laughs> Scars on her face. Oh, oh man. Luke Skywalker. That's man. what I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. Okay. This is not going to go the way you think. No way. I don't no, think Luke. it's going to go the way that you think. Deja, so, there's going to be many a problem of brewing with Deja. And then she'll dance. And then- I hope you dance. Yes. <laughs> All right. You ready to close this bad boy out? Very much so. Let's get to the finale. All right. Guys, are you excited? I'm excited. I can feel you're excited because we've gotten in a couple more reviews on iTunes. Hi-yo. So not just the stars. A few of you have gone in. You've been so precious and wonderful because we are up to 42 ratings. We would love to get to 45 by the season premiere of season three. Beat after Buzz because they suck. After Buzz is like the Walmart of the world. So head on over to iTunes. If you have an Android phone, you can still get to iTunes on a computer or laptop. We want to thank Robin Alta who said, Every time I listen to Marion Blake, whether it's This Is Us 2 or Outlander Cast, I get a warm, fuzzy chill on a cold day, homey feeling. Hi-oh. With Mary's soothing voice and Blake's Boston cream pie and lobster roll accent, they yeah, have me feeling right, good. Robin. Their episodes are always on point, collaborative, and insightful. I love the way they weave in stories and their own lives. As long as Mary and Blake keep on putting episodes, I'll be listening. Well, thank you, Robin. From now, I'm Mary. 
my, oh my god Blake. I thought I had to like go quickly I like skipped no, I was, for a thing I was gonna start it over again <sighs> I was rushing I was like freaking Mighty Mouse right there man <laughs> you were doing a good job listen I think I should just elongate this I did not get hired to be a television host for no reason I can read things off a screen really well you should have been in Gilmore Girls I should have. You are Lorelai. I'm not kidding. I've said this many a time. <laughs> By the way, go to MarianBlake.com. Okay. Listen to You've Been Gilmore. All right. Robin, <laughs> thank you. And thank you to all of you who have lived us written reviews. If you haven't yet, head on over. Seriously. It helps other people find out about the show. And guess what, guys? What? We want to hang out with you more. So we have Listen, created land the plane, Helen. a podcast community on Facebook. Called This Is Us Too. It's really easy to find. <laughs> For now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Find us on Facebook. Type in This Is Us Too. You'll find us. Do you like that creepy voice? Stop talking. The music's over. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com.